for the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. So let's go <laughs> okay, look, you, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brondo's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Andy! You goody! Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number 76, Idiocracy, listener request, number three, once again, longtime ass clown, Josh. Yeah. Providing this one. Frequent uh, contributor to texting me. <laughs> <laughs> the ongoing greatest moments discussion panel absolutely (laughs) he's a hardcore yeah so i think in the last episode we kind of talked at length about our selection process uh comedies you know aren't usually the easiest subject matter to deal with for us because it's kind of just like you know right people are trying to be funny in the movie It's kind of hard to take the piss out of (laughs) that. Trying to one-up them. (laughs) But, you know, for listener requests, uh, we just basically said movies. So here we are. We got 13 Assassins and now Idiocracy. And I mean, I think if we said no comedies, I don't know that that would have disqualified this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I have a feeling you enjoyed Idiocracy a lot less than me. Um... There were things that I liked. Uh, I, I had already seen it. Yeah, you had not. No. Um, I had, I think I rented it when it first came out on DVD or something way back when. Did not get released into theaters in Pittsburgh. I think it was only in like seven cities or something like that. Yeah, barely played in theaters. Yeah, it looks like Fox kind of abandoned it before it ever came out. It does almost have that feel like. It wasn't really finished or something either. It, it's not well, it's edited weird. all that great. Because it, well, it was supposed to come out like a year earlier than it did. It ended up not even coming out until 2006. Um, 
the original release date was 2005. I think they probably filmed it in 2004. There was like all kinds of like test screenings and like reshoots and people different things. not into it yeah i mean ultimately it did get a positive rotten tomatoes score of 74 percent and has kind of developed a cult following which i, I think, think was inevitable based off of Mike, Mike judge. judge being involved and the fact that it didn't get a proper release so people that kind of have that idea of like this being like a secret thing or something yeah unfortunately like southland tales oh uh, boy <laughs> yeah well, probably slightly more appreciated Coherent. and well received than oh. southland tales yeah. which is straight garbage um, um so yeah i mean unfortunately for america and society in general we have exceeded the expectations of the film which is set 500 years in the future <laughs> and we are already living in this world <laughs> i was gonna say i mean probably one of the things that really resonates with people and the ideas behind the movie, the philosophies, is probably one of the things attributing it to getting a positive score. I mean, the movie on its own, I mean, it's it's not all that well put together. And it kind of looks shitty. But at its core, it's making like some funny and fun kind of points about where we're potentially headed. Yeah, I mean, obviously... Uh, I think part of the appeal of the film is that people like to think of themselves as part of the smart group. Oh, no. And that... Zach is here to correct you. Well, no, I just think... <laughs> I think that it's just like kind of a natural thing to us to watch something like Idiocracy and kind of whatever things, you know, are in society that you don't like, you kind of attribute that to being similar to the things that are being portrayed in this futuristic world as entertainment or whatever, right? you know. So, like, the main kind of philosophical idea that it's kind of based on is, like, only dumb people would have a kid because it, it's just, like, a crazy thing to do, you know? It's tough right. to have a kid. If you're rich, I feel like it's not that bad. You can hire a nanny, <laughs> but... It's just like, okay, so for over the years, dumb people continue to have all these kids, and it just dumbs down generation by generation. Smart people die off because they were like, I'm not getting involved with this world of kids. Yeah, I mean, it kind of like simplifies the idea down, kind of using just two examples, but like, ultimately, dumb people are doing a lot of unprotected fucking, and there's <laughs> a lot of kids. Right. And then, even if smart people do have kids, there might just be one or something. And so the protagonist of the film, played by Luke Wilson, is kind of... Your everyman. Yeah, I mean, he's basically... Um, Ron Livingston from Office Space and Jason Bateman from Extract. Right. He's the average guy. He's He's selected by the United States Army because of his extraordinary averageness. He tests average in basically every single category so they select him for this suspended animation experiment to i think the original idea is to only go one year in the future and they also uh due to not being able to find a suitable female candidate they hire rita who is a prostitute that seemed like a <laughs> weird move now granted maya rudolph possibly the hottest uh prostitute i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> just looking like a friggin' smoke show in this movie, really. Just a sex bomb. 
Yeah. Um. If you if there was ever any uncertainty over that, yeah. I mean, done. Yeah. Looking good. <laughs> but I will say one of my actually one of the funniest parts I thought in the whole movie was what's his face Luke Wilson in the military but just working like kind of like what looks like an evidence room or something well, i think he's like a librarian oh okay he just sits there an archivist yeah he just sits there watching tv and they're like you've been plucked basically for this assignment and he's like no my life is perfect right now and i was just like oh yeah that that would just be great like just sitting in a basement watching uh whatever you want all the time you know reruns of Roseanne <laughs> for the rest of your life just a zero stress job yeah and I mean ultimately what happens is the experiment is forgotten because of you know whatever silly hijinks involving the uh, officer in charge and then so I ultimately I, 500 kinda... years later Joe and Rita end up popping up in these chambers and they're unearthed by a collapse of garbage and <laughs> just the effects from this look Kind of like um, uh, like computer games from the 1990s. I don't know. Like The effects are just really strange. Uh, yeah, but- ultimately, I think, I, in a weird way, and I, you know, we talked about this while we were watching it, I kind of um, respect the balls of the people involved to just be like, yeah, we're going to do this, even though they clearly did not have enough money for right. what they were trying. Yeah. Because basically... In order to create this world 500 years in the future, almost everything had to be like computer generated because it was everything was going to look completely different <laughs> and be covered in like garbage and huge advertisements I mean, and all this other like, stuff. And you know, uh, it was filmed for like Fox or something. Like it, it had the budget of like a Malcolm in the Middle episode or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, apparently the budget was between two and four million. Yeah, I guess that was higher then. But they probably needed that to be at least like doubled or tripled to yeah. like actually make this look somewhat realistic. Because it but, starts off with a uh, yeah. Once we smash to the future, uh, it's like this giant mountain of trash, and then there's an avalanche that just causes their these cells that they've been frozen in or whatever to come crashing down into the city with his going right into Dax Shepard's apartment, which once you meet him, if you had any question about the performances of like the characters and where this movie was going, you might want to check out right here. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never been like a huge Dax Shepard fan, <laughs> but this is just, I don't know, devoid of humor to me, this whole like over the top Oh, I'm jerking, man, or baiting, like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know. It's, 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 it's just his del- the delivery of dialogue, and I understand that he's supposed to be playing like an idiot, but it's just, I don't know. I think there's a way to do it that's funnier. Well, I mean, basically what happens is Joe is woken up in a time, and Rita, too, for the most part. I mean, they're ultimately the smartest people in the world because everyone else now 500 years later is so insanely dumb right to the point where their language doesn't even really make sense anymore as far as basic english it's a lot of like guttural noises and, and all, grunts and grunts and half like words. when they can get words out it's always like sexual in nature <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean one of the things that kind of jumps out at, at you is um a big 
basis for the film's humor is kind of based off of like gay humor or oh yeah you know like in the future in this futuristic world like making i guess not unlike the humor of this show (laughs) (laughs) well like making fun of joe because he talks you know normal they see that as like highly effeminate and you know he's constantly being called gay and stuff right being seen as gay or whatever is like the worst thing imaginable in this world which is weird because it doesn't really seem to be the direction that we're kind of going as a society i guess although that is the fear but it is strange to me that that is like such a prominent thing whereas the treatment of women is basically about the same as 2006 (laughs) i wouldn't say that it's great but it's like it's not any worse or anything it's basically the same and then they've elected uh an african-american as president right played by terry cruz now not unlike what's happened in real life a president with a connection to the world of wrestling (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's weird because it's kind of almost in a weird way foreshadowing the possibility of the rock being the next president of the united states but which i'm not going to rule out (laughs) yeah i don't think he would either but um (laughs) yeah what what is the president's name it's like i can't uh, remember it's something I, I know it's Camacho is the last name but I I I think Mountain Dew is a part of his name. Right. That's the other thing it's like There's not that many female characters in the movie though is there really? No. There's barely any. Because it's almost like you would expect these guys to be like falling over themselves or it seems like it would be rape culture would be at an all-time high. But the one female character that is in like the political party group, the cabinet or whatever, uh, doesn't seem to get any mistreatment from her comrades. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what I was saying. Right. I understand. That's what I'm <laughs> echoing. Like, everything, it's just, it's kind of strange that, like, I don't know, I guess if we were, like, rewriting this movie, I don't know if I would only have such an emphasis on a, a low tolerance for homosexuals versus any other minority. You know what I mean? Like, it's so kind of... It, it it's a little disconcerting because ultimately as viewers we're supposed to see the humor and how dumb these future people are but at the same time the humor in the film is being generated by the idea that these people are like calling Luke Wilson gay or yeah. whatever and it's kind of like strange cuz it's you could make the argument that like oh no we're laughing at them for being so dumb right but still like, oh, we're laughing because they're calling him gay. <laughs> I guess they wanted to maybe be a little bit safe about it and not uh, push the envelope at all with, you know, having women around a lot and having these dudes. Well, it does seem that maybe, well, because um, Rita was a prostitute in her former life, it, it's kind of an odd thing because in the future, we're not sure. It seems like prostitution might be legal because they're selling hand jobs basically everywhere yeah i would say it's legal <laughs> yeah so i don't it's know like basically like every fast food chain uh flipped their business model to be <laughs> include hand jobs yeah <laughs> which let's be honest would be pretty awesome well and i'm not ruling out that that's where we're headed still <laughs> yeah i mean there's a, a, a eventually like you know they kind of get into some of like the fear of like um government tracking with like the the uh everyone has to have like a barcode tattoo and all that kind of stuff which is always like a 
it, it, dystopian. It, that, yeah, type. that kind of thing always pops up in whether it's like horrible future things, you know, or <laughs> or even like as far as like the apocalypse. Yep. Like uh, Mark of the Beast, that kind of thing, whatever. But it's not a huge emphasis in the movie. It's mostly just done for humor because he yeah. he accidentally ends up renaming himself Not Sure. And so then he's his, in the in this future world, he's basically known as Not Sure yeah. instead of Joe, whatever his last name is. Right. So, I <laughs> guess- oh, and we should say that Dak Shepard's character's name is Frito. Yeah. Which is funny because there. Were, this is the second time on this podcast we've had a character named Frito because there's a character in Adventureland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, I mean, they're pretty similar characters, too. <laughs> Frito Shepard's is just... like a lawyer, which is supposed to be funny because he's obviously insanely dumb. Yeah. And like the big television show Passing is just the bar, getting kicked not in so the difficult now. Yeah, I mean, we kind of get like a brief little tour of everything. We see a hospital... And that's insane. And right. we see a giant, like, is it a Costco? The hospital, not really all that different from right now, though, really. <laughs> I hate the hospital. Also, so what What happens where he somehow is immediately breaking a law? Because he does something and gets arrested. Oh, he doesn't pay when he goes to the hospital. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. And then Frito's his lawyer, then he goes to jail, then he breaks out of jail just by d- telling them that he's supposed to be leaving because yeah. they're so dumb they believe him. The basis for a show, Prison Break, in this time wouldn't be all that <laughs> exciting. <laughs> and so once he's on the run they and he gets caught again, then they see that he doesn't have the tattoo, then he has to take an IQ test when he goes back to the prison, and then that's when they realize he's the smartest man in the world. <laughs> and he's immediately... By doing like simple uh, math questions. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like matching a triangle to a triangle and a circle <laughs> to a circle. And so that's when he's recruited by President uh, Camacho. Um, to uh, solve the crop crisis. Well, he's yeah, he's given, he's appointed Secretary of the Interior. <laughs> and he's now, he has to fix the nation's food shortages, dust bowls, crippled economy, all these things like within a week. But... Despite the fact that Joe has no training or knowledge in these fields whatsoever, he kind of is able to at least do a little bit to help because he discovers that the problems in this society are so insanely dumb that even he can figure out what's wrong. Like As they're using the sports drink, something called Brondo, to water... the crops yeah instead of water be like the equivalent of gatorade yeah i mean in this future world they think that water is only for toilets although i did yeah that that is funny and i also like the uh all the characters that are just like well you need the electrolytes (laughs) which is funny because i do feel like even now it's one of those things that people just arbitrarily say like oh yeah well i'm drinking gatorade so i can get the electrolytes i mean i'm just like well what what even are those yeah i don't know (laughs) right who knows i I don't think the people that are saying that they drink gatorade for the electrolytes know what they are (laughs) yeah and i mean i I mean the whole time eventually like he's running around with frito and they you know meet up with rita and (laughs) the president tweeting out like we've just hired a new secretary of the interior he's great believe me (laughs) (laughs) he's the best (laughs) yeah but things there's kind of like um a little bit of mistrust from the other members of the uh presidential cabinet you know they don't really i guess well 
things kind of, things kind of go sideways because whenever Brondo is taken out as the main source to water all these crops and everything, their stock price drops. They have to lay off a bunch of people, and so Joe, aka not sure, becomes like public enemy number one. Go- a lot of the economy revolving around that Brondo. <laughs> I guess they've they do kind of like this little montage showing that Brondo is like bought the fda and the <laughs> fcc and all these things for some reason which that could be the direction we're heading and then i guess they go you know because of this joe is sentenced to die in a monster truck demolition derby um this guy played by luke wilson's brother not owen um beats the supreme <laughs> comes out of retirement he's a re- rehabilitation officer um and just in time frito and rita discover that joe's reintroduction of water has kind of they see the uh, plants starting to sprout and so yeah i mean basically they have to save him before he inevitably gets killed and everything works out in the end right um the president's like see i told you this guy was good <laughs> so basically it's kind of just this moral tale about kind of the degradation of society the direction that we're headed you know the type of entertainment that we as a society value and and kind of just a uh, cautionary tale, I guess. I mean, this obviously was written and made during the... Bush administration. Bush, the George W. Bush administration, you know, kind of coupled with, the, you know, like American Idiot and things like that. This seemed... This seems very of that time to me. Oh, yeah. Like, there's something about it where it's just like, yeah, this is the type of things that people were kind of putting out there. Rock against Bush tours going on. It all seems so very quaint compared to (laughs) just the dire feelings out there now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, now it's just like... Twitter not... Life uh, or death. <laughs> this is a pre-Twitter movie, I think, right? 2006. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, I certainly wasn't on Twitter if it even existed, which I don't think it did. I don't think so either. Uh, but I will say, not much of a romance angle in this movie, really. Maya Rudolph and Luke Wilson, there's not really a love connection there. No, and like they do eventually... like. You know, after everything resolves itself happily ever after, I mean, they do eventually kind of skip forward and show us that they've that she's become the first lady and he's become president after President Camacho, and they do have kids and everything, and they're the smartest kids in the world. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't even know if they have an on-screen kiss, do they? I don't think so. I don't remember that. But the first, uh, through most of the movie... They're trying to get back to their time because Frito's telling them that there's a time travel machine. It's hard to believe that anyone would be able to operate that type of machine in this world. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, honestly, it should be pretty obvious right off the bat. Like, oh, yeah, this can't possibly be a thing. Right. (laughs) Um, But it turns out to be a roller coaster. It is funny to me that, like, you know, she's a prostitute. She mentions her pimp not infrequently. Upgrade. Yeah, upgrade, who. (laughs) you know, is a very dominating figure in her life, and she's constantly trying to get back to him. Yeah, I mean, well... You know, it's that battered (laughs) (laughs) prostitute life. Well, here's the thing. It's like, should we be calling her a prostitute? Is that, you know... Insensitive? Out of vogue now? Do we have to say sex worker? Oh, I don't know. 
I always hear. Well, I certainly I'm don't want to be offensive to anyone in the business. Absolutely. No. I always hear that, and that like prostitute is like bad. We can't say prostitute. Are prostitutes anymore. going on Twitter? No. <laughs> I know. But like the thing with that is, well, ultimately, it's like, oh, this guy murdered eight prostitutes, and it's like, well, we can't, we shouldn't call them prostitutes because that minimalizes them in society and then the police don't care and then nobody cares and they're, they're not really seen as actual victims yeah. and blah 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 but it's like okay so then we call them sex workers it's like well isn't everybody thinking like well that is a prostitute <laughs> like i don't understand how changing the word necessarily changes people's hearts do you understand what i'm saying i know what you're <laughs> saying uh it's, it doesn't but it's just one i feel of those... like we live in this time where it's like the language police have to try to control everything and it's like I get that their intentions are good, but I don't understand what it's really going to change. Uh, it changes more, nothing, no. It's more about changing hearts and minds and not words. You know what I'm saying? I do. The more you know. Prostitute, hooker, whatever, sex worker. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with them. I think it should be legal. But it is funny that she's gotten to this life where she's, like, free now. She's able to make money. Well, she just, doesn't see... Even though she's the second smartest person in the world, or well, the first, yeah. un, unclear, right. she doesn't seem to understand that Upgrade is dead, and yeah. that he, he's not going to find her it's been 500, 500 years, years in the future. Right. Uh, but she's able to kind of turn tricks by not even performing sexual acts. She just, No, she's able to take advantage of how dumb everybody is right. by getting money for nothing yeah basically she's like okay pay me for my time and come back later and then eventually we'll do it and again this kind of speaks to the innocence of the dumb people in the movie too because while they are dumb and they say all these like oh i'm just masturbating and i watch a tv <laughs> show about a dude getting kicked in the nuts and it's the funniest thing ever again there's no like this guy that's getting duped by her isn't like I'm just going to, like, take this sex worker to an abandoned building and, you know, have my way with her. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, it, it, it's unclear, though, if it's just because... He really thinks that... He's that yeah. dumb, and she's he's just believing things that she says because there's no one else out there doing that because no one else is smart enough to come up with this scheme that she has of just not doing anything ever. Right. I don't know. Um, I will say... I mean, we did touch upon, like, kind of the awkward um, homophobia humor, but, like, there is also, like, a little bit of the use of the word retarded and stuff like that, although they <laughs> they do say tarded at one point oh, instead yeah. of retarded. Um, I'm not really although sure. Although, at, at, in 2006, I don't know if retarded had as bad of a rap as it has right now. No, certainly not. It's kind of also that weird thing where you're like, well... The people that are like saying that seem like they might have some yeah kind of some sort of a mental <laughs> disability there yeah because yeah, like Justin Long makes this weird cameo in the hospital uh, he says it there's a lot of like odd legit little laugh cameos. out loud moment when he's talking about his wife <laughs> yeah his first wife right. <laughs> she's a pilot now yeah. um yeah like which he, that's the other thing can you imagine flying in like a plane right now at this point. Well, when they go into that giant Costco that's like the size of a city, there's like just a plane crashed into oh. it and it's not like cleaned up or anything. Right. <laughs> it's just like there. Trash everywhere. And then and that's the other thing too. It's like you don't really know what's going on in the world at this point. If just like a lot of people are dead, it seems like America would be uh, very defenseless to foreign attack at this point. 
Well, yeah, well, it's unclear if maybe the entire world right. is I, like this. Yeah, so that's the thing. No one has the ability to launch an invasion. I think the commentary is of America, but like in this hypothetical movie world, it's kind of just like pretending, I guess, that everything yeah. is just so dumb that that kind of thing isn't really a worry. But You would think like as it trended this direction, though, there would be like an evening off point like halfway through where... They still had the technological abilities to launch, you know, weapons of mass destruction and just wipe out countries. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think if people really did become this dumb and also still had access to all of the nuclear right. weapons and stuff, the world probably just wouldn't exist. Yeah. Now, yeah, it, it seems like it seems hard to imagine that we could go 500 more years, even as is, let alone yeah. getting that <laughs> stupid. Now, it is interesting, though, because. It would be funny to see the take now compared to just 10 years ago because there's all these, you know, things that play into it. But, like, if someone wrote this movie, if Mike Judge wrote this movie now, don't you think the future would have still a lot of, like, social media type stuff in it? Probably. Um, yeah, it's always, I mean, you know, anytime you, now this movie, Idiocracy, is 11 years old, anytime you see a movie that, purports to be the future and then you all you immediately see things that have already been proven wrong uh, yeah. or have already been done differently or whatever but yeah the, the, i will say that like you kind of have the feeling at the end of this that like the idea was there and it wasn't necessarily a bad idea and there's and they're able to pull off some of it well but yet the script kind of feels half done and rushed and like they didn't really take the time to like get into like some more deep rooted ideas that could have really made this like a biting satire. Right. It's kind of very, it feels, I I think I even felt this way watching it back then that it felt kind of superficial and obvious. Like these were the type of jokes that kind of just existed in the ether. Like everyone uh, kind of knew certainly this. not a lot of subtlety to it. No. Yeah, I mean, we were living in a world where there had probably been at least two jackass movies to that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we I think people were aware of these this idea of where we were heading kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like I think like it's not necessarily the most incisive critique on American society, especially at that time. I think a lot of these things were kind of already out there. Now, granted, once they were coming out with Jackass 3D, I was all in. Granted, this is coming from someone who saw all three in the theater. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and laughed pretty hard at all of them, probably. <laughs> I can't really remember, but I'm sure that I did. Uh, Yeah, what else? Luke Wilson, not really... You know, I always liked Luke Wilson. He kind of was like the the avatar of like the regular man, you know. Uh, I always kind of liked him popping up in things like old school. And then obviously his, his character in The Royal Tenenbaums, which is obviously the best film oh. he's in and <laughs> his best character. Bomber. He's never really shown much acting chops. He basically is one of those dudes that just kind of plays himself. In Certainly his uh, dialogue delivery uh, never changes. No. He's always playing he can't he you know what I mean like he's not going to play a uh, some sort of a specific person or character. He's right. basically just going to play 
Luke Wilson, which there are tons of actors and actresses who do that. I mean, you know what I mean. It's not like Jennifer Aniston yeah. is going to play like uh, Madame Bovary or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, there's just like certain people play like oh, absolutely. Now I will certain say things, and then uh, this character, though, as as you were pointing out after we watched it or when we were watching it, yeah, I mean. The kind of Mike Judge hero character, pretty similar between Ron Livingston and Jason Bateman and Luke Wilson, they all do have that same sort of kind of living in a fog, like living, just kind of life goes on, but it's almost like you have zero emotion about it. Yeah. I mean, I I would say that there's definitely like that theme of kind of this passive character throughout judges work when it comes to like live action people oh right and um yeah a little bit different than beavis and butthead or or, you know king of the hill but oh yeah uh yeah i mean you could say that the 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 main protagonists of office space idiocracy and extract are like brothers i mean oh yeah basically are the same and yep. they kind of look the same, more or less. <laughs> it's kind of clear that... Don't really react to anything. Even when they're angry, it's a very, like... Yeah, I mean, if anything, you could say that Joe in this movie is maybe the most... He gets more animated than That's any true. of those other protagonists. Oh, man, but... and it would be a, a frustrating thing. It's like, already, I just think about going to the post office is, like, the worst thing in the world. Having to do it in this universe. <laughs> Stamps.com. A new sponsor for our show. <laughs> oh, man. How funny would that be if we just randomly had an ad in the middle of this? <laughs> People were just like, are you serious? I don't know. I was watching uh, a YouTube video earlier because I was just trying to like... Sometimes I'll look at uh, players to buy for FIFA or something. Uh-huh. And it was it just like some dude was like hosting this video of top five like best or like affordable like players in FIFA. And at some point he cuts to an ad. And I was like, what? I mean, this was just like some <laughs> dude in a room. <laughs> well, I mean. Good for him, though. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, yeah, I mean, 20th Century Fox never released like posters or trailers or ads i was gonna say i never saw a trailer for this movie and it is weird because it was though i will say i was aware of it pretty i mean not too long after its release probably because it was one of those things that i would see on the dvd racks at walmart this in the thick of my dvd buying yeah i mean people did criticize Fox for this several news outlets including Time and Esquire among others but wrote that despite the fact that the film may have tested poorly and all that stuff abandoning this film was kind of a dick move just because Mike Judge between things like King of the Hill and Office Space had made Fox money and it was just like this is his project you could get behind this a little bit like we said, it ultimately did get positive Rotten Tomatoes scores. Yeah. And this you, was this it wouldn't have been hard to get this over the four million dollar budget hump. <laughs> yeah, like this could think... have made that money back. And they this just was didn't during the time where studios were still spending more money too. This was before like the economy crashed in 09. 
I think ultimately they were afraid that they were going to offend people. I think in that time period, similar to now with Donald Trump, I think it would be impossible to have released this film without it being like a direct <laughs> thing about George W. Bush. It's possible they didn't want to offend. Although, the, again, the one people, difference being and also, now there's a president who would tweet a reaction to it. <laughs> yeah. But, and, you know, there's a lot of potential... Um, advertisers that could be offended oh yeah because there's a lot of brands just being kind of mocked right (laughs) throughout this in kind of absurdist ways i don't want to be associated with this filth (laughs) it's not like a particularly filthy movie well the hand jobs the amount of you know your starbucks and your wendy's that are now Yeah, serving. I think we've job. all gotten a hand job at a Wendy's, you know, once or twice. <laughs> Either a proposal or a hand job. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh, what was I gonna say? I don't know. I lost it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely some pretty smoking hot outfits for my Rudolph in this. Yeah, good lord. I was uh, always kind of a fan. This this would have been like peak Rudolph. For me, well, this is certainly like her sexiest role, <laughs> and not that necessary. we've seen because I'm sure, I'm sure if we went through our IMDb page, neither of us could claim to, to see have everything, seen even <laughs> half of what's right. on there, probably. Yeah, but uh, um, I also do like her brief appearance in uh, Inherent Vice. <laughs> Somehow, I knew that you would bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> looking good. What can I say? Yeah, well, I don't know. Is there anything left for this movie? I don't know. We went through the plot pretty quick, and then that was that was really all we had. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not the plot is not really you know that hard to break down. I mean, <laughs> in a movie where that is kind of like such well, a well, there's high nothing concept. to really goof on here because everything is absurd. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess like you know the obvious thing when you're kind of talking about this movie now, and let's you know, put it out there, both Mike Judge and uh, the co-writer of the film, who we at first thought <laughs> were kind of shocked to think was maybe Ethan Cohen is not. It's Ethan Cohen. <laughs> yeah. Ethan Cohen at Jace. Ethan Cohen. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how you say that name. Um, I don't know. Yeah, both of them have very recently, you know, during the build-up to the 2016 election and, you know, since have kind of remarked about how we've we're possibly like entering that territory i mean is a reality show star that different from former professional i don't know what he's supposed to be exactly i I guess he's like a pro wrestler or something i don't know i mean i guess not (laughs) i guess we are living in that world i'm trying to find the um exact quote during the 2016 presidential primaries writer Ethan Cohen and others expressed opinions that the film's predictions were converging on accuracy, which during the general election, director Mike Judge also said at the time, or Mike Judge also said, at the time, Judge also compared Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump, who later won and became president of the United States, to the movie's dim-witted wrestler-turned-president Dwayne... Ooh, that does feel like a shot at the rock. Oh, no. Dwayne... Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho <laughs> when asked about predicting the future he remarked I'm no prophet I was off by 490 years 
originally, this was possibly going to be titled the United States of uh, America. Oh, oh, no. And 3001. Making fun of me. <laughs> Filming took place on 2004. I mean, yeah, this this definitely feels like a a moment in time that like that 2004 through 2006 been, era i mean i guess right whenever that's kind of when uh bush went into his second term yeah yeah well Which i'm I feel sure like, like at that point i i mean uh people were probably I, I don't know what it was like at that time, but I, I'm just like, were, were people surprised that Bush got a second term? I don't You know what I mean? I don't know. Like right now, I guess like, I think it seems like people would be very stunned if Trump got a second term. It's to me, I thought a lot of people hated George Bush. I was kind of like, as a casual observer, I was like, oh, that's weird that he got elected again. I thought everyone hated him, but that was because, you know. I'm really into movies and music, so it's like, oh, everyone that's in the movie and music industry hates him, but that's not actually a reflection of everyone. Right. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, eventually... um, More people are learning that now. Yeah, uh, uh, that could eventually be what happens, you know, in a few years. That's true. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, Yeah, shockingly, the... uh, actresses and models that I follow on Instagram, their voice... Not one with the nation. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Idiocracy was released on DVD on January 9th, 2007. So, I mean... Holy shit. Yeah, by the oh. time we were able to actually see this, I mean, you're talking... Obama was basically on his way in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... Maybe they were. he was trying to subtly put that notion in our minds, too. Like, we got to get a black president in there. I guess, like, there was talk of maybe doing a sequel, a spinoff. Oh, no. With starring Dax Shepard about President Camacho. But I guess it in 2012, uh, Cruz t- <laughs> uh, said he was in talks with director Mike Judge and Fox over a possible Idiocracy spinoff. <laughs> initially conceived as a web series and then oh, i guess no. he did reprise the role for some videos for funny or die a web series it's like i wouldn't even get out of bed for a web series if i was terry cruz <laughs> well i mean not every not everything is gonna be you know the expendables not everything's gonna be a movie that's filmed and then put into a drawer for three years <laughs> so that it can be mildly trashed on a shitty podcast that 30 people listen to right (laughs) yeah so uh we got some more listener requests to get through i think um we're gonna take a little bit of a break from doing those (laughs) a lot of breaks no i mean we're gonna still no there will be another episode 77 is not gonna be delayed i'm just saying you know we we're gonna mix in some of the ones we want to do too i mean god if we did do all these listener requests in a row holy christ yeah but you know we appreciate you guys (laughs) chipping in the ideas yeah i mean (sighs) i do feel like a little bit bad that like maybe we haven't been able to bring our insightfulness (laughs) (laughs) to uh 13 assassins and idiocracy the same way that if they were things that we would have picked but i mean 
ultimately, it's not really an indictment of the picks themselves. It's more just a window into the behind the scenes as to what we kind of do to pick episodes. Like, we're not just randomly like throwing darts at a wall. I mean, we kind of have to. We we these are well thought out. Yeah, we think about could we bring something to it. Um, You'd be shocked to know the amount of time we spend <laughs> planning out these episodes. Yeah, I mean, I, for the most part, uh, enjoyed revisiting Idiocracy. I think, like, the DVD that we had was some sort of bizarre bootleg or something. Yeah, I, yeah like I a foreign it, country. I, I bought it at Best Buy. A Best Buy in America. But the subtitles were just locked on. Now, Idiocracy not even on Blu-ray? No. Okay. I wouldn't have thought, but it's like you never know with these cult movies. Sometimes I they can get a push. I will say that I don't really understand there being like a cult around the movie. I, I Like I said, I think I enjoyed it more than you did, but I don't really feel like it would be worthy of like a cult following. Um, it's nowhere near as rewatchable as Office Space, which of no, course is Yeah, like, I don't think so either. Uh, you know, the very definition of like a cult movie, right. but um, even uh, Extract, which isn't a great movie, I remember uh, thinking it was a lot more normal than this. Like, I, there was some funny stuff. What well, is extract. more normal? But <laughs> I would probably put like Extract as like kind of the same level though as this. I I didn't really think it was like that great. Uh, I don't really remember it, but Ben Affleck is in it. You think Ben Affleck would have been an idiocracy? In filming it in 2004? Fuck yeah. All right. Well, what was he in? Fucking Jersey Girl? Geely? <laughs> <laughs> Things were real rough. Right. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, now it's like he's not even taking profits for anything that was made with the Weinstein Company. Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, he does uh, still owe a little bit to them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I don't know where yeah. he would be without... Well, I guess he was acting before it all. Could... Someone else could have got that script. Well, it was Kevin Smith that took it to the Weinsteins. The Weinsteins. I mean, it's like a whole tangled web. Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck also distancing himself from Kevin Smith. Being like, eh, I don't know if I want to be around people that are kicked off airplanes for being too fat i think well the rumor was that always had to do with like the red state like he jennifer gave- garner not liking kevin smith oh really that's what i've always heard oh that's it all started back then from like catch and release which they were <sighs> in together i think the odd thing is that she liked him at that point i think it's something that happened after that oh that he said something on some podcast i think it was that he was saying he's i think he's I think this is like a lot of like conjecture. Yeah, but I if I remember what hearing that I don't even remember where I heard this from, but I think he said like he revealed some stuff on a podcast or something. I don't remember. <laughs> or maybe he was on that show with like was it John Favreau or no, who did that show with like directors and they like were eating around a table oh yeah i remember that he may have said something on the i don't know it was he somewhere had, he said something i do remember that was his like, episode of that actually it was like jason lee um what's his face the comic book guy stan lee okay uh i can't remember who else the other people were though i don't know it was either that or on a podcast or something he said something that was like private or something and then i don't i think there was some distance 
but it's like I, who knows yeah I mean, we were all eagerly awaiting the sequel to Chasing Amy, which I think was probably inevitable <laughs> <laughs> since every other Kevin Smith movie has well, a sequel. Well, was he supposed to be in uh, the Mallrats 2 run? I never heard that he was confirmed for it. But I, I kind of had the feeling that he wasn't going to be in it. Although Kevin Smith was acting like everyone was back. And he's certainly a character in Mallrats. That's true. But he would maybe just anyway. now be getting out of prison. <laughs> Although, who are we kidding? I mean, he probably was not going to go to prison. Do you think, uh, well, when is this next Jay and Silent Bob movie coming out? Wasn't that a, was that going to be a Weinstein thing? No, I don't think so. Okay. Because be- I, I think the whole point was like, he, o- like Kevin oh, he- Smith owns the right. Jay and Silent Bob characters. Oh, okay. Somehow. So he didn't have to go through them. Yeah. He was didn't have to go through anybody. Because... Ultimately, like no one he, he doesn't own movies. he doesn't own clerks and he doesn't own mall rats. Although the Weinstein's don't own mall rats, that that was like right. a universal Gramercy yeah. thing or whatever. But Gramercy, which doesn't exist no. anymore. But uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? I think that was still going. I think they were filming it soon or now or I don't know. So that's idiocracy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> I, I have a feeling this was like a very short episode. Was uh, it? I... Yeah. <laughs> How are the levels? I th- <laughs> oh, they're good. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else? Can we squeeze anything else out of this? Or should we just wrap it up? Uh, let's wrap it up. All right. Um, thanks for the uh, listener request, Josh. Uh, I know you're probably super disappointed with this episode. <laughs> Maybe we'll do another secret request from you that won't be addressed <laughs> but 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 not for keith because 13 <laughs> assassins sucked so bad that there's no way we're letting him pick another one <laughs> but you know i think we brought it a little bit more for the 13 assassins episode even. uh well no in truth though we probably if we if we do keep this thing going past 100 episodes which is Definitely not a guarantee. Don't, <laughs> don't even remotely think that. But it could happen. Though. If it did happen, I would say that yes, because once we get through this first round, we want to get to like some heavy hitters that we want to do to get us up to a hundred, and then after that, I mean, all bets are off. At that point, I think we could start taking listener requests again. Yeah, we'll completely jump the shark and just do whatever <laughs> you said. Somehow, it. I think we jumped the shark in episode one when we turned the microphones on <laughs> when we t- started telling people that we know that we have a podcast we thought, it, we thought it would be like an interesting move to just start off with the jump the shark <laughs> it's all jump the shark uh all right so uh thanks for listening uh follow the show on itunes at greatest pod subscribe or no that was on twitter at greatest pod subscribe on itunes holy shit Oof. we can fix that yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it can all be fixed in post. <laughs> Except for the content. Let's try this again. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter. And thanks for listening. Tell your friends. <laughs> Although, probably don't recommend these last two listener requests. Not great. Or Money Ducks too. See ya. <laughs> all right. See you next time.
I, I'm all for let's stop searching for white females. <laughs> Enough with feminism, yeah, all right? We need to get them <laughs> off our trail. <laughs>